Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing American Made, Flatliners, and Brad's Status, as well as discussing This Week in TV. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I have my... One thing that has been kind of annoying me, but it's also like it's not a bad thing, is I have the the music, the score from Requiem for a Dream stuck in my head, and I've had it there for like two days now. And it's really annoying because it's like the same thing over and over again, but at the same time, it's a great score, so I'm not really mad. But it's just something that's annoyingly rattling on in my head. You ever mm-hmm. have that happen to you with a movie score? With or? Requiem for a Dream? Yeah. Uh, specifically Requiem Not for a Dream? specifically Requiem for a Dream. Yes. Okay. That has happened. I, um, by the way, Miles here. Yeah, I, I was going to introduce I probably should have waited for Carlos <laughs> to introduce me. But on the way, I'm visiting in Virginia. That's why I'm on this episode. Or I'm visiting Virginia from California. But my brother and I drove here. And I had the burning desire to listen to the Interstellar soundtrack. Overrated. And that, that, and that soundtrack the is story. really great. Isn't that it? That soundtrack is really great. Yeah. It's Hashtag vibes. There we go. Yes. One of the best. Hashtag Carlos, you don't get it. <laughs> there I we guess go. I don't get it. All right. Well, uh, we are going to introduce Miles. Miles, thank you for being here. Yeah. Uh, we miss you on the team. Enrique definitely misses you. Does he really? Yeah. That's a yes. surprise. Uh, because he has to do all the oh, video yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, it... it it's it's good to have you back. It definitely is. Uh, yeah. Not permanently. Don't get us wrong. He's just visiting. Sorry, Chucky. No, uh, <laughs> it's good. I uh, didn't mean for it to end the way it did. Uh, I know you had to fire me, but <laughs> I'm glad that you offered the peace fig. And... <laughs> All eyes. <laughs> no, I, I am bummed it did have to end the way it did. And unfortunately, it wasn't like... I don't know. It wasn't like anyone made a decision. It was just like, I'm not going to be in Virginia. Yeah. So I can't do it. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. We are happy that you're able to visit us and um, see some okay to bad movies with us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Exactly. exactly. So we are going to start talking about those movies. And we actually have three movies this episode, which is kind of crazy for us, and TV. So this is going to be a packed episode. Uh, so buckle down. But of course, if there's anything in this episode that you don't necessarily care about, the time codes are in the description. All right, so let's start with these movies, and we are going to start with the movie that inspired our Tom Cruise discussion on the last episode. Go back and listen to that if you haven't. It's American Made, and I am very curious to hear what you guys think of this movie. Um, Ozzy, let's start with you. Um, I actually have a funny story with this movie. I was actually supposed to go to Regal to see it, but I wasn't, I don't know, I, I wasn't, I, something happened. And then I actually had to go to Cinemark, which is Carlos's favorite theater in Florida. And I actually found out it was getting remade. 
and it's gonna have recliner seats ooh. and everything. So I'm just like, yeah. So that was, I was like, ooh, some Mark. I don't know, man. I'm already kind of, kind of pushing me away from Regal at this point. I don't know. So, um, so I went to, I had to go to cinema because I had to see American Made there. Um, and getting into this movie, I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, definitely a comeback from his recent film, The Mummy, this year, which was a box office bomb. I thought this movie was way better. And he gave a way better performance in, in this movie than he did in his previous film this year. Yeah. Uh, and if if Ozzy sounds a little funky right now, we're having some problems with the Skype connection, so that's what it is. Hopefully it corrects itself. Uh, yes, I do want to kind of touch on that as well. I... I am, I think I'm going to be a little lower on this movie than you definitely. I don't know about Miles. We'll see. But overall, I, I think the one thing you can't really criticize is Tom Cruise's performance. I think he's great in this movie. It's not like his best performance ever or anything. Like, he's really good, but it's not like all-time Tom Cruise performance. That being said, there's still a lot of issues I have with this movie, particularly with the direction and the way it's shot. But we will get there. First, I want to hear Miles' overall thoughts. What did you think, Miles? Yeah, and I'm sure we'll <clears throat> I'm sure we'll talk more about the specifics for why we felt this way, but all in all, I'm kind of more on the Carlos side on this one. I thought I was thorough I was entertained the whole movie. I thought it was well made enough. I thought Tom Cruise was good in it. I thought the cast was good. I think the biggest strength the movie had was the story itself is so fascinating. So that's really what drew me in and mm -hmm. knowing that it's based off true events. Uh, but it kind of, I th best, think the best way I'd describe it is sort of uh, like imitation bacon, you know? <laughs> like it's trying so hard to be something like The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Something like, it's very Scorsese. It mm -hmm. has a lot of those techniques but it doesn't, and we'll get into the specifics on why, but it just doesn't hit that mark that it's trying to, which is why I can't necessarily reward it for what it's trying to do because it yeah. didn't hit it, you know? Uh, yes, I agree with you. <laughs> There's definitely some specific elements that we can get into. But first of all, let's start positive. And we've already talked about Tom Cruise's performance. And I will say that... I agree with you as well on the story. I think this is something that I have found myself to say often sometimes, <laughs> that the story is there. I do think that there's an interesting story there. And because of just the naturally interesting nature of the story, you're right. It's entertaining. It, it, you're watching this and you're like, oh, that is crazy that that happened. Uh, now, I don't love how it was told, but I do appreciate just that this story is absolutely insane. And I kind of, I, I liked the progression of Tom Cruise's character. I mm. think everything in the movie around him progresses strangely. And I know every positive I have is coming with a negative. Sorry. Um, but I, I do like that... I, I like watching a character kind of rise and fall, and I don't think we fully get that arc, but the shades of it that we do get, I did appreciate, if that makes any sense. Ozzy, what positives do you have? I'll say the performances are, are pretty are pretty well 
in this movie, especially by um, Domnell Gleeson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he needs to have more. I want to see him take on like a leading role. The only leading role I've actually seen him in was um, I forgot the film. Ex Machina. Ex um... Machina with uh, Oscar Isaac. Did you see that? I love. I didn't see that movie. But oh actually, no, uh, we gotta see that. Was... I know, I gotta see it. I have to see it. No, but he was in an earlier film with Bill Nye. It was a small, it was a small budget oh, film. Oh, like uh, About um, Time? Was that, that was one? A, yes, that's he was the good one. in yes. that. Yeah, he actually did. Yeah, he was really good. So I want to see him take on like a leading man role because he's he was really good in the Revenant. Um, he's been obviously good in the Harry Potter movies and 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 everything else that he's in. He's just been really good at. Um, so I want to I want to see him take on like his own his own movie as well. Um, I liked the story. I do think that the story was there. Um, it was interesting because, you know, I, I, I was kind of getting a little bit of like, okay, this is like Narcos. I'm interested already because it does have, you know, it's about, you know, it involves Pablo Escobar and mm-hmm. everything. So I'm interested. Um, it was comedic, but I didn't think it needed to be comedic if we're going to tell a story about that stuff. Yeah. Is my opinion. Um, what else was was there? Uh, I I do like I do like kind of his um, his rise though. I think it's really good that you brought brought that up. I mean, I do like mm-hmm. his rise. I do like the fact that we see him get deeper and deeper into things that he really shouldn't be involved with. Um, and I like the fact that he is you know acting like it's it's whatever you know like he's so cocky and confident. So yeah, that's what I like about. Um, all right. Do you have anything else in particular for positives, or do you want to move on to negatives? Well, I would say that one thing, at least right. for me, that on top of, I mean, Tom Cruise, say what you will about his choices. Mm-hmm. Whenever he's in a movie, he commits 110%. And I haven't even seen The Mummy, but I would be surprised if he didn't at least commit to doing what he could to keep that afloat on his end. Mm-hmm. Uh but in this movie itself, he's good. Another thing that actually stuck out to me is I know that, and we'll get into some of this, that Carlos has some stuff to say about uh, the, the cinematography. Uh, cue Ozzy right there. <laughs> but I think one thing that I thought was really good was the editing. The editing of the movie. And I know that it kind of got overshadowed at times okay. by the more distracting elements. But there are parts, like in the in the first 10 minutes before I was distracted completely... I was like, man, I could see this getting an Oscar nomination. Hmm. Just the way that it's uh, told. And I think that is something in the timing of that. It kind of keeps the movie engaged, kept the movie engaging for me. I don't know. I didn't see what it was going to, yeah, what it was going to do on that end. I could see. I mean, it's not the worst. I have problems more with the cinematography than with the editing. I will agree with you there. I did. I didn't love the editing. But and like the narrative structure that it ended up giving us, but right, yeah, yeah. I, I I I liked it. It was fine. It's just not my favorite thing. But I I I understand where you're coming from. I do like I do like the shots of when uh, when the of when he was flying the planes and everything. I mean, there's one shot in particular I did yeah. not like, but I, I do I did like everything in general, especially like when he was trying to you know get off an island and. Also, when when they were shooting at him, I did like seeing those those shots of the planes. Mm-hmm. It's not as good. I'm not saying it's as good as uh, Nolan cinematography earlier this year. <laughs> that's a but, pretty um, high. Mean, yeah, that's a pretty high bar. But I mean, it was good for what it needed to be. I think it did accomplish that. I think we did get a pretty good sense of 
the, the, the flex and everything. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to <laughs> negatives. And if I guess I will already. start. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, this movie feels like it's directed by at least two people and shot by at least three people. <laughs> so all five people came together and had different visions for what they wanted this movie to be. And then kind of threw everything together. I, I, uh, this Specifically with this cinematography. That's where I'll start and then I'll pass it off to one of you guys. Um, this, I, there's times when it just looks like, all right, we're good. It's a normal movie. It just looks normal. And I'm like, I can appreciate what's happening right now. Then there's times, even as, as soon as the first opening, the opening scene, the first scene in the movie where it's like super shaky cam and it's like, like it's all handheld and it's all like moving around the entire time. I'm like, it was nauseating. And then you know, we switched over to a steady cam at one point, and then sometimes they would put this weird filter over everything that was going on. And I'm just like, who shot this movie and who's deciding what scenes look like what? Because I'm telling you, every other scene was completely different. And it really didn't have any sense of like purpose right. when it comes to that. It was really annoying to me. I know there's going to be tons of people who go see this movie and they're not even going to notice that. And that's fine. Enjoy the movie. I don't care. But for me, it was really distracting. Yeah. What about you? Miles. Well, yeah, I would say, because I didn't notice it while I was watching it, but once he pointed it out, I do realize that that definitely affected my experience watching the movie. Because you have a guy like Doug Lyman who directed this movie. He did uh, Live, Die, Repeat or mm -hmm. Edge of Tomorrow. He did uh, The Boring Identity. Clearly, he's a talented director. And so that was one of the selling points I had going into this movie. But I think what happened was, on one hand, I really got the sense that you had a sprawling story that could have been easily two and a half to three hours. Mm -hmm. Easily. Probably. Uh, a longer movie. And I feel like there were so many character moments that were really essential to getting you invested. But it was so edited down. So by the time you got to the finished product on my end, to me it just felt like... I was watching archetypes of characters that you're supposed to see in these types of movies, you know? Yeah. And Tom Cruise <laughs> does a good job here, obviously, but you don't necessarily get a sense for his motivation, because say what you will about Jordan Belfort, or, or, or what's the character in Goodfellas? It's, I think you're right, it's Jordan. Or, That's and, a no, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Say what um, you will about Scorsese's characters, you know their motivation, mm -hmm. and you kind of understand from a psychological standpoint why they're doing what they're doing. And I did not get any of that in this movie with none of the characters. Yeah, even if they're crazy, you get that they're crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it, that is probably, especially in a movie about crappy people, that yeah. is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Ozzy, what do you got? I'll agree with you guys on that. I mean, there really isn't no clear motivation as to why anybody's doing what they're doing, uh, especially Dom Hell Gleason's character. Mm-hmm. I felt that there could have been more of him, cause, mm -hmm. but they just kept coming. They just kept like he, he just kept coming in and out of the movie. It was mm -hmm. random. Yeah, he had could like you know all these characters had great chemistry together, but it just felt so random because he was so out of touch, and you really didn't care for what he was doing and why he needed to you know because he was working in a freaking cubicle. So I felt like this like how does this guy that works in a freaking cubicle? Of that much power. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. There, there's no um, sense of how powerful he is. And there is a point in the movie where he literally disappears for about 
a third of the movie. And then he comes <laughs> and then he comes back randomly. So Yeah, yeah like it right. doesn't yeah. like it just it felt random to me that some of these characters were coming in and out. There's something that happens in the movie that I never that I I don't know if Tom Cruise did it. I don't know if you know the Melian Cartel did it. I don't know who did it, but something happens in the movie and I was it, it's left unanswered. Like you don't get an answer at all. Mm-hmm. Um and I was really disappointed. I was like, I wonder like what happened. Like <laughs> I don't even know. Like his wife never asks him about it. That's a hint. Nothing. It just happens and then you never get an answer about it. Yeah. Whatever. Um I I just I mean, and, and and again, I wouldn't have told it. I'm really disappointed in the narrative because, I mean, I don't think we got this from the show Narcos, Carlos. I don't think we got it. Mm-hmm. Um, at least this arc. So I was interested. I was like, oh, cool. This is like another arc to this to this, to this, this historical story. And, you know, I was actually interested in the in the history. And I was actually going into a thing like, okay, like this might be like an interesting thing. You know, like I'm learning something new about this about this um about the story and all i got was a, a was a comedy so i just i wouldn't have told it from a from a comedic perspective yeah, yeah. i think you have i think you had a great a good enough story to really tell it um i'll agree with you on some unlike what you said about the uh the camera work it feels like three different people were shooting the movie because you'd get close-ups then you'd get like regular cinematography, like like movie cinematography, and then you get like film. Then you get like a weird narrative from Tom Cruise. By the way, that was all over the place because you wouldn't you wouldn't hear from him for like forty minutes. Yeah, that's... and then he'd be like narrating, and you'd be like, hey. "What? what? That's, that's going on?" That's why, like, I I get. I think it was edited that way because they, that's how they want. They just wanted the narrative to be like that. And I get that. And I think on some level it works. It's just I don't feel like it was 100% executed to its best potential, you know. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the side characters. I okay. think Tom Cruise is a fine, like, his character, I as much as he doesn't, he has pretty ambiguous, like, ambitions and, like, motivations and things like that, I... I think we get enough that I'm like, I somewhat care about what's happening with you. Yeah. And Tom Cruise is good enough. And I think that's probably the most of it is Tom Cruise is good enough that I'm like, I care about what's happening with you. Everyone else, not so much. And this goes for the acting. This is where I might disagree with you, Ozzy. Well, I d- definitely disagree with you on one person. I don't, this is like my least favorite Donald Gleason performance. Um, he's, he's fine. He just doesn't really have too, too much to do. Uh, then everyone else, I mean, the wife was really not good. I did not like her at all in this movie. I don't even know her name. Uh, and really, I mean. Well, the thing that we did, I wouldn't say that her performance is necessarily bad. I just think that her, the writing for the character is horrible. I agree with that too. She just keeps going. I just think she keeps going with everything that's going on. She's like, are you crazy? Yeah, and that kind of oh, goes with what oh, you were like, saying with the oh, character. Oh, you're gonna pay with everything? Yeah, like, you know, because then she goes like, "Oh, like that's like you know, he's just throwing money everywhere." Like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because say what you will about the cinematography, it was it showed the story, and you could follow what's going on. Yeah. So I feel like on a talent level, everything was there. Mm-hmm. On a directorial level, everything was there. On a story level, everything was there. But there was no, like, emotional interest. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing is that I'm going to mentally keep comparing it to Scorsese's movies 
But that's the fault of this movie because it uses so many Scorsese movie mechanics mm-hmm. that I can't help but look at it as Scorsese imitation meat, you know? Yeah. And one unfair comparison, like... One it's so unfair, unfair com- for anyone, but well, they were, yeah. they're doing it. It's their fault. They're one, doing it. <laughs> one unfair comparison that I do have is because you brought up Narcos as well, Ozzy. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, it's just so hard. I mean, we just... Ozzy and I are just coming off a show where we watched season three of Narcos, right? It was great. And it is great. And, you know, it's our first season without Pablo. So, I'm like... And Pablo, he is freaking When you say great. just his first name, it sounds a lot more funny. It just sounds like, oh, Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> Generic bad guy, Pablo. Um, it, but I'm telling you, like, we missed... The one thing missing from the season of Pablo Narcos Escobar? was Pablo, Pablo Escobar, right? <laughs> yeah. And because he has such a presence in that show, the first two seasons of that show, right? He really doesn't have any presence in this movie. I mean, yeah. I that's feel exactly like what I was gonna bring there was up. No menace. I mean, look. I mean, look. Uh, I forgot that. I, I think. I think his name is uh, Rag Ragmore Lima. I think yes. that's his name from the um, from who Narcos. Plays, who plays Narcos? Um, look, man. He sets such a bar. I mean, he <laughs> plays Escobar, and I'm just like, damn. And then when I found yeah. out that Pablo Escobar is gonna be his movie, I'm like, this guy better have a presence. Like, even if he's on screen for five minutes, at least take control of that scene. Yeah. Nothing. But it's it's, it's showing like, his story from a third person point of view, uh, yeah. which could have been so fascinating exactly. to see him transform into the Pablo Escobar we knew from some startup. That's dude. what I'm saying because because like even like even one of the leaders from the Melian Cartel, they were just like, "Oh, Pablo's waging war against the government." I was like, "That's crazy!" Like, let's see him, yeah. and then we get him just saying. Hey, just just shut up. Just just shut up. We're yeah. just gonna talk to someone. I'm like, what? This what? Like it was just stupid. Like I just I really didn't see him being the leader that that we saw in Narcos. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I I, I just saw him as like a sideline like a, just a sideline character. It was definitely he wasted potential like when it comes yeah. to having him in the movie. Alright, well I guess we should probably just rate this movie and move on. Um I I don't want to start so uh, Miles, how about you start? Yeah, it's hard because my experience while watching the movie was being entertained, but then my experience afterwards was just kind of meh, and not, it just doesn't hold up well in my head. But you know what? I'm going to go fresh on this one. I'm going to give it a 6.3 out of 10. All right. That it it works enough uh, to get you engaged, and I'd recommend it to some, maybe on History Channel. Uh, (laughs) But there's not there's nothing much more going on for it. All right, Ozzy, what do you got? I'm gonna go ahead and give it a six point five. I do think it's uh, I, I felt weird watching this movie because we're now in we're close to October, and if I honestly felt like a summer movie mm-hmm. that I was watching. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and give it a seven, uh, like a six point five. I'm sorry, and I, I'm gonna recommend it to people who want to have a good, like who want to have a good time. I mean, it does. It's a funny movie. I'll I'll, I'll give it that. It's I laughed. I just don't think. It should have been told in a, in a comedic narrative, but um, I'm going to go ahead and rec- recommend it. I mean, you have some people who just want to go in for a good time, and mm-hmm. that's what a lot of moviegoers tend to go see nowadays. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It, I don't think the comedy necessarily hit me as much as it seems to have hit you guys, and that's, that's fine. I, again, comedy is like one of the most subjective things in film, so it's fine. But there are some moments, so I agree with you there. As for my rating, I am out of 5 out of 10. I'm definitely lower than you guys. Uh, it's 
it's fine. I mean, it's just it's something that you can see. It'll come or it'll go through in your into your head and then kind of probably leak out of your ears and you'll never really miss it. It's just something that you're going to see and it'll kind of pass right through you. I don't think it really has any staying power and I don't think it's a movie we're necessarily going to be like talking about from this year at all. So it, it is what it is. It's forgettable. All right, let's move on to a movie that Miles and I saw, but Ozzy did not get a chance to see. Think, think, good, good for you, Ozzy. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, you didn't miss you much. You dodged a bullet there. Uh, <laughs> you know what? The funny thing is, the funny thing is that when I went to Cinemark, right, I thought I went to the right showing, uh-huh. and I went into Flatliners, and I was like, this isn't the movie I'm supposed to see. Oh. So I exited the movie. <laughs> yeah. I was about to see it, and I was like, nah, I can't. I have to see American. I didn't know we were going to review Flatliners. I would have saw I would have thought. Oh, yeah, you're good. It, you're not missing anything. <laughs> the only thing you're missing out on is the chance to put this on your worst of the year. Um, this movie. All right. Miles... I this I don't even know like how to start with this. It's, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's I don't think it's like I, okay, I, at the time of recording, if I'm not mistaken, unless it's something has changed in the past couple hours, this movie has like a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that's so, a little I'm going to I'm going to check where, I'm gonna I check think that's that. a little over dramatic. I don't think it's that awful. There are entertaining moments in this movie. Oh yeah. But nothing that really balances the whole thing out. And I think it starts with the characters. But let's start with the positives. Damn. Uh, I, I think every actor, I think every cast member who was involved in this movie is definitely definitely it's going to be hard for them to get another job after this movie. I, I don't there's Well, there's some exceptions to that. And I will start with my first positive is Ellen Page. I think Ellen Page is very good in this movie. I don't think she is at all the problem. No. She is a very talented actress, and she does what talented people do generally in movies, gives good performance. She gives a good mm-hmm. performance. I think she was pretty good. Um, even in moments that don't make any sense, she is selling it. So you're like, all right, I can semi-buy what's happening right now. Uh, as for the other entertaining moments, I mean, I guess I can <laughs> give it to you. I don't want to take all the positives so you don't have anything to talk about. So. Yeah, well, here's the thing. The second half okay. is awful. Yes, There's I nothing good going on in the second half. And when there's nothing good going on, there's something horribly wrong with it that makes you at least amused by how bad it is. Mm-hmm. It's not a Jupiter Ascending or a Gods of Egypt or what Geostorm looks to be. And the first half is... You know, I it was, I wouldn't say it was good, but it was entertaining enough to. I think the story itself, the idea of life after death and trying to discover what happens, is so interesting. So it's kind of cheating to keep anyone engaged. But if I'm calling what the last one, uh, American made like imitation bacon, mm-hmm. this is like Taco Bell, but when you get like diarrhea afterwards, <laughs> like something that's supposed to be bad but something that's bad and just has every negative side effect to it. <laughs> but that's honestly all I have to say about this the general yeah. observations. All right. Um, I think I'll say one more positive before okay. we jump into negatives. Philip, or what's his name, uh, the Kiefer Sutherland? <laughs> I guess. I mean, he doesn't really have, I don't know, Kiefer Sutherland, whatever. He, I lo- don't get me wrong, love him in 24. It's not too much that I'm like, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. I mean... Three scenes, right? Doesn't he have, like, only three scenes? Something like that, yeah. I think there... Okay, this movie is... the second, Especially the second half is 
full, full of jump scares. Some of them are alright. So, I mean, if jump scares are your thing, maybe you'll enjoy some of this movie. If they're your thing, you need to learn to have better things that you like. <laughs> no offense. Fair enough. Alright, uh, but that's that's basically all I have to say. I mean, Ellen Page is the strongest thing. Yeah. Um, Nina Dobrev's hot. That's I, I don't know. What else do you want from me? All right. Nina Dobrev's hot. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's what a great sexist, Carlos. <laughs> I don't know what else you want from me. That's a great positive. Dude, it was, it's like um, oh, what's that movie? Uh, the, what's that? That uh, Jason Statham movie that we reviewed last year. The mechanic. Yes, the oh. mechanic resurrection. Remember, oh. one of our positives was like. Well, Jessica Alba was there. You know, I have I have another positive. I have another positive. What's his name? James Norton, who played yeah. uh, the guy. Could we spoil this movie? Uh, no, try not to spoil. Try it. Try not yeah. to spoil it. He played the cool guy, archetype yeah. person. He yeah. wasn't bad. I thought he was entertaining. His he had character. moments. He had moments. I think out of all the characters, he was the one that I was the most interested in his story. Yeah. Like with what they introduced in the second half, but. That's not much of a positive there. <laughs> he wasn't that good. He was just not yeah, as bad, you know? All right. Well, let's move on to negatives. Oh, my. Uh, okay. It starts... I said it starts with the characters, and it does. Oh, my goodness. The This movie is full of unlikable people, unlikable characters, and not only, like... It's not even like they're smart, but unlikable, where you're like, all right, at least you're not stupid. They're, they're just stupid. They're stupid characters, and they're not likable on top of it. How are we supposed to be invested in this movie on any level? No, especially, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, even <laughs> though you shouldn't care, but the whole third act, the whole final showdown is resting on you believing in this character to do the right thing. You're believing, and you're supposed to be scared for this character's life. But this character, and you, I think you know who I'm talking about, is the worst character, and it's just a crappy person. Yeah. She's just a crappy person, and I, there's literally negative, like, I wanted her to die. <laughs> I wanted her to have, like, a slasher horror, like, moment where she just gets her head chopped off. And then you just see it, like, ah! Yeah. And that was the end of the movie, Fade to Black. <laughs> that would have been so satisfying. This would have been a 10 out of 10 experience. <laughs> if you wanted crappy characters, you got them. Yeah, and it's just, there. there's nothing to follow, there's nothing to get attached to when it comes to these characters. And I will say this, I believe this movie's like an hour and 40 minutes, if I'm not mistaken, around then. Uh-huh. And it feels really long. And that's not like a, oh, it's so bad that it feels long. It's not even necessarily that, it's just, it's horribly paced. The first act of the movie, which... Has its moments, just like I th in my opinion, even the second act, or the second half of the movie has its moments. But it's just it's horribly paced. It really is. We get the first act where they're kind of they're all doing the flatlining thing, right? And really, we go in depth into every person's flatline, and it's like we just did this. Oh my gosh! And then it's on to the next person. Okay, we're doing it again. On to the next person. Oh, we're doing it again. So they're going to go into this world and then they're going to try to revive them. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's just, it's really the same thing over and over again for the entire first half of the movie. And then really the second half's not even, not that much better because it's kind of like now they all have to, I, I get, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but now they all have to face their fears for, you know, it's just like, what are we doing right. here? Right. But on one hand, like, I would say that first flatlining sequence, yeah. when it first started, it was actually effective. Yes. 
like filmmaking. Yes. Like whoever was behind the camera, good job because he had Ellen Page seeing her and the way that they used the mechanics there was pretty effective and mm-hmm. it actually got me pretty hooked. And it was pretty, I, it was well edited as yeah, well. Yeah, and I was actually excited to see where the rest of the movie were, would go because I assumed that this got bad reviews, but I was like, oh, am I going to be the only one who comes out enjoying this? Like, am I going <laughs> to yeah. be, is this going to be a guilty pleasure? But when you're saying that, it makes me realize what the, the flatlining mechanics of death and life made no sense. No, yeah. It made no sense. Like, it, it, when characters died and they didn't want to show what was going on, it decided not to. Mm-hmm. But when it died and it wanted to show it for the convenience of the story, it would just go back and forth and I yeah. had no idea what was going on. Uh, and not only that, it's it's really just the same thing. We watched the same scene on repeat for half the movie. Yeah. And then, really, the same idea for the second half of the movie repeated over and over again. It's just, I, I really, I was just like... Do something different, please. But they tried to do that thing where they, like... I really do feel like they tried to do that thing where they tried to have that really mind-blowing emotional thing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, it's about overcoming your own personal emotions yeah. and feelings. And how do you do that when you don't care? Yeah, How exactly. do you do it when the character is a douchebag? Yeah. And you're like, this is just an entitled person. Why am I interested in this? Yeah. An no? entitled person. And it's almost like they tried to get us to relate to them by revealing that they weren't perfect. They're doctors. But. How could we relate to them? But they <laughs> ended up revealing. And all they ended up revealing was that they're even worse people than we expected. Yeah. So it's like, now I really but the don't thing care. Is, they. All right. I'm not going to spoil it, but we're getting pretty close. Okay. Each and every character had their baggage. Yeah. How many 25 year olds have that much I going know, on? How many people true. are that complicated? <laughs> like, oh my gosh, they're really oh, crappy people man. then. They None of it horrible. is even real, yeah. you know? It, and it just, I, I, to, okay, I've seen the original Flatliners. How I've seen it? it a long time ago. I remember thinking that this, it was dumb, and I don't think it's very good. I don't think it was supposed to be very good, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I don't, I've seen it a long time ago. I don't remember, honestly, much about it, other than the feeling of, this is not very good. So... I don't know necessarily if this is how the original went, but I just don't like the direction that this story ended up going. I think it ends up taking a more almost supernatural turn to it when I feel like they should have stuck to the sci-fi side of things. It starts out and you're like, this is an interesting sci-fi movie. It's an an interesting interesting premise. Yes, it's an interesting concept where you're just like, okay... They're going to try to explore the scientific aspect of the afterlife. That's interesting. Yeah. And then the I I felt like I was Diego Luna's character when he was like, there has to be a scientific explanation for this. There has to be... Like, he kept just saying that over and over again. And I'm, I was still like, I was, I was him. I was just like, why? Just give us a scientific explanation. Stop, stop, stop making it supernatural. Don't make it. And they made it supernatural. <laughs> so, and that's when it became yeah. from like an interesting concept. Did you see the possession? It came yeah. out in like 2012. That's, mm-hmm. it kind of felt like that where it went from a cool idea to a PG, PG 13 horror movie <laughs> yeah. from one half to the next. Yeah. And it was not good. All right. Um, and I'm so sad that Diego Luna is in this movie. He's he was good. He's fine. He's uh, fine. Yeah. He's basically playing De- De- Diego Luna as a doctor. <laughs> That's true. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's rate this movie. Uh, this movie, I'm gonna give it a. Oh man. Uh, um, I'm gonna give it a 2.5 out of 10. 
You know what? I was going to give it a 2.8, but because the only other positive I can take away is it's making me think of Bill Hader in Popstar. (laughs) You know his cameo in that, which is one of the funniest bit parts. And he he mentions Flatliners. Uh Uh, I'll give it a a 3. 3 out of 10. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. And um, as you can tell, Ozzy, it is not a bad thing that you missed this movie. So good for you. And now we're going to throw it over to you, and because this is a movie that me and Miles haven't gotten to see, so you are going to review something. Ozzy, take it away. Oh, gosh. It feels weird that I, <laughs> I was quiet for so long. I was like, damn. <laughs> I, I kind of wish I saw it just to tear it apart. It's one of those instances. Yeah. But um, I saw a movie because I don't think it's going to be out. I, I don't think it's going to be out for very long. So I saw Brad Status. Uh, starring Ben Stiller, directed by Mike White. He also wrote this movie, and um, it's about it's basically about him going on a college trip with his son Troy Sloan, played by Austin Abrams. For those of you guys who don't know where he's from, uh, Carlos, who watched The Walking Dead, he's a uh, he's the spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched The Walking Dead. He's the kid that shoots um, Carl in the eye. That's, okay. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the kid who plays him. Um, and then you got Michael Sheen also featured in the movie, and, and you got a whole bunch of other people that are, that are in the movie. A uh, bunch of famous names too. But um, no, it's about the, again, it's about this guy who uh, you know who brings his son on a, on a college trip, like college fair, you know, visiting colleges and whatnot. And um, you know, it's about him basically going on social media and seeing his friends doing all these great things with their lives. And he just doesn't feel like he's supposed to be where he's at, you know. Uh, and I, I kind of like this movie for what it was. I mean, it, it, it was really interesting to see, you know, someone who who is that age, you know, saying, man, I, I, you know, I just feel like I should just be doing something so much greater, you know, something so much. Um, I just don't feel like I'm in the right spot in my life, you know. And it was really interesting seeing that. And it was interesting seeing like his like his emotions, you know, when his son was doing different things and stuff like that. Like you can see. Ben Stiller wants to support his son. You know, he loves his son, but but there's a little bit, you know, he's a little bit envious of his son, you know, in certain things. And it, I really like Ben Stiller's performance. It's probably one of my favorite Ben Stiller performances that I've ever seen. Um, he did really good in this movie. Really good in this movie. And the soundtrack in this movie is really good, too. Um it has like a certain vibe to it that I really did like uh, when when it came to certain things. I do think that the chemistry between uh, Ben Stiller and Austin Abrams is really well done. You know, they have such a such a fatherly like a fatherly son relationship where they're kind of comfortable with each other. Where Troy is able to talk to his dad about certain things, and uh, you know, and and you see Ben Stiller trying to guide him. I, I do like I do like that fact, you know, because that's what a lot of fathers try to do, um, you know. Regardless, you know, they try to guide their sons in the right direction, and they, you know, you see Ben Stiller really trying to do everything in his power to make his son happy and to give him the tools to make him successful. I do like the fact. The only negatives that I really have is just some of the we have like a bunch of, I want to say they're not really dream sequences because he kind of just stops. And, and thinks so. I'm gonna call them think sequences, like what like imaginary sequences, if you will. Okay. And I just don't like where we saw those 
you know, it just felt weird, and it kind of took away from what the movie was, from what the movie was trying to say. It just felt weird. Like I, I just didn't like it, honestly. And then you have just one scene with Michael Sheen and Ben Stiller's character, it really, that came out of nowhere. And I just didn't like how we didn't get any closure from that scene. We didn't get like we didn't get Craig. You didn't get Michael Sheen's character going, "Hey, you know." I'm sorry or anything. We just kind of got like a, you know, we just kind of got a scene where he Rensselaer walks out of nothing. We didn't really get any closure from that scene. Um, you know, we have a few cameos here and there that, you know, I got, you know, Luke Wilson's in the movie. Huh. He's in it for what he, I, I know, he's in it for what he's, he's only in the screen. You're going to see him for probably like five minutes. Small cameo. Wait, so, uh, but you're, it sounds like you're pretty positive on this. One thing that. Yeah, I mean, I like, I liked it. I mean, I'm going to give it an eight. I mean, I think it overall oh. shows a pretty positive yeah. message. Well, they're yeah, actually, a- the writer of this movie, uh, Mike White, is actually the person yeah, who wrote School of Rock. And oh, he actually really? has a lot of really good work as well. So I was actually kind of excited for this. But yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a. I mean overall, it does. You know, it's a really, it's a really good message, and you know, it's a really relatable story. I mean, there's a lot of people that I know that you know that feel this way sometimes, um, and it's a really human story. I mean, especially, especially since it's, you know, I, I would expect, I would expect it from somebody that's you know our age, you know, that's like a younger generation to be like, man, I just don't feel like I'm in the right place. But no, you have older people that are in their forties, that are in their fifties, mm. that feel. You know, hey, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And it explores it because it's on social media. You know, you get, you know, you get people, you know, everything. There's only so much a picture can tell, you know, when you see somebody traveling the world and doing all these different things. But you don't see the, you don't see in between the picture. Hmm. And you see him calling some of his friends up and everything. And they're just like, no, man, like, this is not how it's going. And you, you hear different stories from some of his friends. And... You know, that's, you know, you know, he kind of gets, you know, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's, it's a really, it's a really human story. And that's what I really enjoyed about it. And it really kind of opened my eyes to different things. So I really personally like this movie. So I'm giving it an eight. All right. I think it's, uh, it's, if it's out there by you guys, I, I don't know if it's out. I don't know if it's going to be out there by you, Miles. I mean, by uh, I mean, you, everything goes out in California. So it <laughs> yeah, should well, be. I'm actually checking right now, and I because I actually do want to see it. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, but, um, I definitely will want. We'll try to see it if I get a chance to, or if I can find it somewhere. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our TV discussion. And yes, we're back into TV season, so that means our TV discussions are back. But we are going to be doing something a little different this time around. Instead of kind of going through every show that Oz and I watch, which can take time and be quite tedious, we are kind of just going to stick to the highs and lows of the week when it comes to TV. So both of us will pick... Most of the time, one, we can stretch it around if we really want to talk about some things. But most of the time, one or two things... Uh, one thing that really stands out to us was like one good episode of TV or one good moment of television or one thing that we really liked or and then one bad thing that we weren't a big fan of that week. Now, I have definitely watched more TV than Ozzy has. At the same time, I'm a little behind already just because I'm kind of in a little a bit of a weird place right now because I'm trying to wrap things up because I am going to Florida for a week. 
So, I'm a little behind, but we are going to talk about some things. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Miles, have you watched any TV this week at all? Not really. I tried to catch up on all of Rick and Morty season three uh, two nights ago, mm-hmm. but I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, outside of that, no. I, I, the most TV I've ever watched was when I was living at Liberty, <laughs> and even then I was failing to keep up. Yeah. But, and it's all my fault, are but you, it's okay. Are you looking forward to anything this season at all? I am. I'm looking forward to This Is Us Season 2. Yes. Uh, that, but all the other shows that I'm really excited for don't come on. Well, Stranger Things Season 2, yep. of course, that's a big one. It's this month. Uh, but then the other two things, I don't think they're until 2018, which yeah. is Atlanta and Westworld. Mm-hmm. Those are the two biggies for me. But yeah. yeah. All right. Um, all right, Ozzy. I think we're both probably going to have. Uh, I mean, a similar high, and that's going to be this is us. So, do you want to take it away? Uh, no, I'll just take it away. I'll give it to you this one time. This one time. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you have anything else because I know you're so. Uh, you're you don't watch as much as I do, so. Um, the only thing I really didn't watch this this week was the. I don't know why. It's always blacklist that that we're always behind. I know on. it's, it's not like true. we want to be behind. I didn't watch it. It's, not, it's not like yeah, it's not like we want to be behind the blacklist. You know, I'd love to watch the blacklist, but you know, we got a lot of stuff in the yeah. week. We got earlier TV show Thursdays just don't work for me. All right, Thursdays it just don't work for me. But um, my high is Superstore and okay. this is us because those are the only two those are the only two shows that I watched. So I'm only going to have two highs, not two lows. Yeah, but go I'll let it. you go. Um, oh. Yeah, you, no, you take it away. You're good. Um, Man, this is us. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be the first one to admit, man, the season premiere made me cry. I was <laughs> like, no. Uh, for those of you guys who don't watch This Is Us, man, you guys need to watch This Is Us. Uh, just a quick spoiler alert here. Um, we, got, we got a clue, man. We got a clue to Jack's death, and I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. I kind of had like the reminder that he's he's gone. I, I just felt really bad. Miles took his headphones off, so I'm waiting to give him the signal to put him back on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, tell him to put it back on. All right, you're good. Uh, but yeah. uh, okay, moving on to Superstore. I love this show. I love this show. Anybody who's working at Target, Walmart, Publix, anywhere. You guys are going to love this show. There's a character at least for every single one of you guys. Um, it's just so great. It's just so great, and it's so funny. I, honestly, I love the the chemistry between everybody there. Uh, just seeing just seeing everybody back in action is really great. Um, I'm not really gonna name a specific moment, but it's just great to have the show. It's great. I like the premiere. It's really funny. I do think. Oh, I'm gonna make this. I'm. I am gonna point at this one scene. Um, it was really great to see the, the you know we finally got confirmation that um, America Ferrell's character is getting a divorce from her husband in the show, uh, and I love how she goes up to Joan and she goes, "Do you want to have sex?" And all this dialogue is taking place in Minion's costumes, so it's great. It's, it's so great to have that conversation. She goes, "Is Jonah goes." You mean I'm here for you if you need anything? And then she goes, "Do you want to have sex?" And then there's just an awkward silence for, for Jonah because he's just like, uh, 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 and then she goes, "I'm joking." And he goes, "Of course." And then she goes, "You're blushing, aren't you?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, a lot." So it's great. But, yeah, those are my two positives, guys. I will definitely agree with you on this. Is us? I 
it's 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 the best show on network television. I don't know what else to tell you. If you're not watching it, then you need to. It's just it's so good. Uh, the performances. I mean, look, Starling K. Brown won for a reason, but really, a lot of people could have won um, in the categories that they were in. So it's it's just a great show. So <laughs> my positive, though, my high is going to be this the season premiere of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I, every time, I feel like every their thing now is to put Jake, uh, the main character, played by Andy Samberg, in just a ridiculous, completely insane situation to start the season. And just kind of, just to kind of get him out of a formulaic kind of thing where it's like, oh, we're just a sitcom where we're going to do the same thing every week, right? It's, they don't want to do that. So they kind of start their characters out and just absolutely out there places and then work their way back to normalcy and this season they, they decided if you haven't seen the season finale of last season then you're this is i'm gonna spoil that but whatever it's a it's a sitcom whatever so he's in prison him and rosa are both in prison so it's now they're they're starting the season and you would think like a show like this where they would be like the premiere would be them getting out of prison no it seems like we're gonna stick with them in prison for a good amount of time hopefully so i'm very much looking forward to seeing how this progresses and i think it's just it's it's a really funny show if you are a fan of them on any level of andy samberg and his gang then you're gonna like the show and if you watch New Girl, like Ozzy, and New Girl is not starting until the mid-season point, until um, the winter, then this is a good show to catch up on and to kind of get in on because it is hilarious. But at the same time, I know you don't like um, pop stars, so maybe you won't like this. Who knows, Ozzy? Uh, I would be curious to see how you take this show. Well, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of disappointed, man, because you, you, I, like, you told me American Vandal was hilarious. It I was is. like, I, I'm like, American Vandal, gotcha. Oh, it was funny. I was gonna be like, ah, it was hilarious, but it was funny. And then I remember you hyped up Atlanta, so I'm thinking, and and Rika showed me an episode of Atlanta, episode seven. That's the funniest it's, thing. It's the best episode. Montague, one of the funniest yeah. things yeah. I've ever seen, right? Yeah. So I was just like. I gotta try to find a way to see Atlanta. Like I want to see Atlanta. Like after episode seven, I was like, I gotta see Atlanta. It's just so funny. Like it, it has to be. Like it, you know, I'm hearing amazing things about how funny it is. I want to see it. It's, I mean, it's funny. It's funny. It's not hilarious. I'm, I'm like, ha 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 It's whatever. It's not a laugh out loud comedy though. I think maybe we missold it and that's on us. Montague, if that's the first episode you see, it definitely missells the rest of the season. Yeah, I guess in a way. It's just it's really well done television. That's the thing. And it's yeah. it's more of a smart comedy than a thing that you're gonna sit there and go like uh, be rolling on on the ground laughing the entire time, you know. It's just it, that's not what the show is. So but whatever. I mean, it's a good show. I mean, I will it's say a there's show. a line in there. But I will say it's. A, I, I, will, I will say there's like one line that actually that had me dying. It was uh, I forgot this guy's name, but he was he was he was he was just like he's like, and the last time they saw his body was at the funeral. <laughs> was just like, it's a funeral. <laughs> so it was really funny, but um. Other than that, I'm like, I mean, it's a pretty decent show. I mean, I like it for what it is. I, I have to finish it. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a low for this week. I mean, like, there's just not too, too much. 
So I, is I the don't... CW has that stuff started yet? No, and that's probably why I don't have. You're a gonna lot of... have a lot to talk about <laughs> if you're still gonna Carlos, stick with this show. Are you still gonna? Are you still not gonna watch the Flash? I'm not watching the Flash. No. Yay! I'm gonna give him a high five. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'll watch the Flash if I get overwhelming reports that it is back to its usual standards. But if we're going that this show is going to follow the path of arrow then it won't get good until next season so i i don't care (laughs) so but at the same time we can't really it's not a one-to-one comparison because arrow season two was good but flash season two wasn't so eh, i I don't know we'll see we will see what ends up happening i'm just gonna rely on you and enrique to tell me whether i need to watch this or not and i'm not going to be expecting much are you slowly getting rid of the cw out of your life like it's an Mm. unhealthy relationship we were just committed for no reason but you're just gonna cut out a show at a time until it's gone no okay i think flash just see all right the thing with flash is i can't tell if it was just so bad last season that i just couldn't take it anymore or if it's more of a disappointment factor because season one was so good I think it was both for you. Maybe. Um, but the And then the one thing that gives me pause when it comes to The Flash, because right now, I, if we're just going off last season, I really don't have many other complaints, over, like overarching complaints, about any of the other shows on, on for these, the CW universe. With Arrow, Arrow was great last season. It returned to form, and that's what gives me pause about Flash. Now, Legends, uh, me and Ozzy disagree here. I love Legends. I think it knows what it is, and it has accepted it. It has, hor- it has horrible moments. Don't get me wrong. But I think that its overall tone kind of m- makes it just one really fun package. And Supergirl, I will continue to defend. I think Melissa Benoist is amazing, and I think that oh, it is in the a fun finale. show. Oh, yeah. Especially in the season finale. And I, I, think, think, she, I think one of the best acted scenes ever in the cw universe oh yeah and she even if you don't like love everything that happens in that show and it's kind of it look it's a little heavy-handed on the political side of things and that's not my cup of tea either it's been getting better at that but it's still a thing that exists even if that's something that bothers you the thing that makes that show worth watching is Melissa Benoist. Ozzy and I have said multiple times that Melissa Benoist, if you want to take every single one of the lead actors in the CW DC shows, right, in this Arrowverse, Melissa Benoist is the best out of all of them. Really? She is amazing. Is she a better crier than Grant Gustin? Dude, she... Dude, <laughs> yes. I mean, let me okay, tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The season finale last year for Supergirl. Like, the thing that honestly saves it for me is that last scene between her and her boyfriend. Like, that was just such a well-acted scene. Not only by her, but by her boyfriend. Like, it was just such a great scene. And she has given, honestly, the best performance I've ever seen on the, on the CW. On, she on might the be DC. overqualified for <laughs> the exactly. CW, right? She's she was so, in Whiplash, like, man. She, <laughs> like, she was just so good. And, like, you felt it. Like, I was like, yeah. damn. I want to cry, but this isn't This Is Us, so I'm not going to, but I want to cry. Like, I was, like, it was just so crazy. Like, you would not think that you would have such a performance yeah. on, like, a show like that, but it, she, she had, like, that that just that scene was just so greatly done, and that's the only, like, you know, that's, that's props for CW. Yeah, but and she, ele- all that to say, she elevates that show, so... 
that's why I don't really have overall problems with most of these shows. There's things about them that I love. But Flash just really, it's killed me recently. But at the same time, Arrow was killing me. I was this close. I was so close to giving up on Arrow. And now it's back. So that's why I'm like, I don't know what to do with these shows sometimes. Because it's like, at any, I feel like at any point they could get their crap together. So who knows? Anyway, <laughs> all that to say, this is generally how we are going to do our TV discussions. It'll be a little bit shorter. We're not going to go full in-depth into all these shows just because it takes up too much time. We didn't want half of the episode to be tv and uh we don't want hour and 20 minute ep episodes and things like that so hopefully this is better this time around all right do you guys want to do recommendations and then close this out uh yeah sure man all right miles do you have a recommendation could i spin that to ozzy really quick uh just because i need to think of mine well but I do ozzy's give one. probably gonna throw it to me all right then carlos <laughs> what is your recommendation <laughs> um my recommendation Man, I I mean, okay, it's because TV season's back, I'm going to stick with something TV related. Okay. And this is a show that I want more people to watch so it doesn't get canceled. <laughs> so, and that is <laughs> okay. The Orville. The Orville is that, I believe Fox, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken Seth, new Seth Farland uh, Star Trek show, Star Trek light show. This show, I will say this, it is completely mismarketed. It is not a straight-up, like, slapstick comedy parody of uh, Star Trek. That's not what this show is. It is Star Trek light. It is Star Trek, basically, but it's a little more fun. It's got some funny moments, and, yeah, it's got enjoyable characters. This show is really funny, or well, I won't say really funny because I don't. The comedy is my least favorite part of it, but it is really fun, and I thoroughly enjoy every time it's on. I look forward to it when it comes on. They're on episode four. It's on Hulu. You can catch up. I really do recommend the show. It's just a fun time watching TV, and Seth MacFarlane's good. It's got really good characters that you you can easily get attached to and start to root for, and. It's got an interesting story, but at the same and at the same time, it does feel a lot like old school Star Trek, where it's a little silly, but it's also really fun. And they are able to touch on some kind of deep ideas, and they're not doing it perfectly right now. But this is their first season in our episode four. They're going to continue to grow at it. I would recommend that people watch this show. So check it out. Don't let it get canceled, please. That's my recommendation. <laughs> Ozzy, you want to do it, or you want Miles to do it? Uh, I'm not going to recommend the show. I actually just saw one episode last night, actually. I got, and that was just kind of random, because I, I was like, man, I just need to watch something just to get me off, like, this mood. I was just upset yesterday, so I just picked something random. And I didn't watch the first episode anyways, but, um, I watched an episode of Big Mouth. It's a Netflix original. And yeah. actually, I actually like it for what it was. Uh, it's about these kids really just going through puberty and finding out, you know, what some stuff is. I'm not going to get into details. <laughs> but um, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I, I enjoyed it. It's an animated show. It's not an anime, Carlos. <clears throat> but, um, no, it's a, it's a thing about it, like Family Guy. I really do like it. I mean, it, you know, it's about kids just going through stuff, as just discovering different things. And it's, it's funny. It's mm -hmm. funny to see their reactions to things. So I liked it. Definitely check it out. In response, in response to your anime comment, I've never actually said this on the podcast. I watched a full anime. What? Which yeah. one? 
Uh, Which one? Death Note was it? Was it? Wasn't it good? It is very good. Okay. I am more secure in my feelings that anime (laughs) is just not my thing. Oh, okay. But it's it's good. It's like if I watched anime, I would fully like support and love that show. But it's just not my thing. It's just not my medium. Right. So I'm not bashing on it. I don't. I have tons of friends who watch anime, and I love them for it. They love their anime, and that's great. It's just not my thing. And that that's that. I'm more sh- firm in that stance now after watching it, but I don't regret watching it. So. There's a recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the so I was trying to think as you guys were talking at first TV, and I was really tempted to just recommend like Game of Thrones <laughs> or something that doesn't need to be recommended. Uh, but I was trying to think of something original that I've seen that I could actually give some insight into. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could think of is uh, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, Because I got to go to an early test screening. L.A. You you got to come out sometime. (laughs) But I I got to go to a test test screening for Jumanji and I kind of signed my life away saying that I won't say anything on it, on anything. But I don't care (laughs) because... They're not... What are they going to do? Shoot me? Uh, I don't know. Uh, But anyways, it's a really fun movie. When it comes out, I think people are going to be really surprised by looking at Dwayne Johnson's resume and seeing how good it is, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, I do think it's a step above the last couple movies, even though Baywatch isn't a very high bar to set. (laughs) But the cast is fun. Jack Black just steals the show. See it when it when it comes out. It's gonna be a fresh movie. All right, now I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Um, I was really looking forward to it, but uh, Miles, since you live in Cali, man, just um, you know, just be careful. Wait, what? <laughs> to be careful on them streets. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. Someone's just gonna uh, cat me, Atlanta style. I don't want them to, but I don't want them to hire somebody anyways, and then try to cat me and Carlos. They're gonna send Florida. John Wick to get you get hunt you guys down. Yeah, like, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just be, I'll just be in like, I'll just be working, you know, stocking shelves, and all of a sudden, uh, I'm never heard from again. Hey, Dwayne Johnson, if you want to confront me on selling out your movie, please come and meet me. I'll talk to you what? and get a picture. Watch this be our episode that breaks out, and then we get a cease and desist order. From- <laughs> <laughs> like, or you should make it really clickbaity and say that it's a Jumanji review. <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed. I'm be like, we literally should have fired Browse when we had the chance. <laughs> he doesn't work for us. Don't kill us. All right. Uh, Ozzy, do you want to sign us up? Yeah, man. All right. Where can people find you on social media, Carlos? All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shuri456. And, of course, make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, our Facebook page, or I already said Facebook, our website, excuse me, it is early. And one thing I do want to mention, I know Miles will probably mention this as well. There might be a little bit of a surprise coming on this channel, on this podcast feed in the next couple of days. Yeah, so maybe be, be looking forward to that. Do I know of the surprise? I mean, I hope so. I mean, maybe you forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what surprise you're talking about, man. All right, then we can talk about it after the episode. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I should be excited for this. I don't know. What the, I don't know All right, you could find me over at miles <laughs> underscore Haruki on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, 
And yeah, I, 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 I need to tweet more. I need to tweet more. But I what Instagram. I don't know. Oh I was God. just waiting for something else to come out of my head that would make that a complete sentence. Are you still doing stuff on uh, YouTube these days yeah. or no? Actually, that is something that I've been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have two jobs now, and mm-hmm. I'm going to quit the crap out of one of them. Uh, so... I'm thinking. All this information? <laughs> I have no idea. My <laughs> boss is gonna listen in to this episode, but uh, yeah, that's probably not smart to say on the internet. But hey, it's okay. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, but I do want to do start doing more stuff on YouTube. I thought about doing a podcast actually, mm-hmm. but I, I'm just I just miss watching movies and doing movie reviews. Yeah. Don't overthink it. Just <laughs> make a good review. Just put it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, man. I, I I just love how he goes. He goes. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna retire from one. I'm not gonna quit one. I'm gonna quit the crap out of one. <laughs> well, the, I I love one job and the other job I like, but yeah, it's okay. Uh, apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> but, all right, guys. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out some content from the website. Brianna's posting amazing things on there. Even things that Carlos and I really don't agree with. <laughs> <laughs> but alright, guys. This is Screen Photos.